Uh, my topic is create. And I flipping love creativity. Um, it is one of my passions. It's one of my joys. I love to see it. I love to see it, yeah, new creative expressions. I love what is new. I love what is being developed. Sometimes I jump on trends too soon. I bought too many disc players, a technology that doesn't exist anymore. Um, I'm the guy on Kickstarter who loves to see something new, something creative. Um, it's just something that I think is uh, a, an aspect of God's goodness that we sometimes don't touch. Um, and I think it's an extraordinary gift that each and every one of us has. Have you ever, have you ever sat, sat in, um, in children's ministry? Uh, and uh, for some of you, that might seem like a nightmare, but I, I suggest that you go out there one time and just sit in children's ministry because something extraordinary happens. When you say to a bunch of four- and five-year-olds, draw a picture of a monkey, they all draw pictures of monkeys. There's not a single soul in that room who says, oh, I don't know how to draw a picture of a monkey. They all do it. And for the most part, they're terrible. But they're pictures of monkeys. And if you say to a four and a five-year-old, sing a song, guess what? They can all sing. And they can all dance. And somewhere along the line, we get told we can't do that anymore. You know, if I said to you right now, can you draw a monkey on a spaceship? Some of you go, no, I can't draw a monkey on the spaceship. Because someone has told you along the way that you don't have the capacity to draw. I didn't ask you to draw a monkey on a spaceship well. I just asked you if you could draw a monkey on a spaceship. And there is an innate creativity that resides in children that I think is delightful. And somewhere along the way, someone has said to you, you can't sing. You can't dance. You can't draw. And you believed it. Now, I didn't say that you could dance well or sing well or draw well. But you know what? If you had committed to it, after about 10,000 hours, you would be a master of it. And that's what I love about creativity. And that's why I love it within our church, that we see these moments of creativity, and I want to champion it. Because maybe that first expression of creativity isn't the greatest, but as you continue to work at it, it gets better and better and better and better and better. Okay? Now, Frank Lloyd Wright is a very famous architect. Does anyone know who Frank Lloyd Wright is? Oh, awesome. Okay. Four people for the rest of you. He's a really great architect. Um, and he was given the task of designing the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo. And there is no comparable construction job that was ever undertaken to this magnitude. Okay? And with patience, he laid out plans for this immense building in a land that is renowned for earthquakes and terrible tremors. And after he was carefully reviewing the site, he discovered that eight feet below the surface of the ground there was a 60-foot bed of soft mud. And he said to himself, you know, what if we just float the entire building on the soft mud? And everyone thought he was an absolute lunatic. Four years later, after immense ridicule, he built this building. And four weeks after it opened, there was a giant tremor. The worst tremor of 52 years. And every building and house around the Imperial Tokyo Hotel crumbled and fell. 
except for the Imperial Hotel. It just wobbled on the spot. Moved with the tremors of earth and adjusted because of immense creativity, it stood, still stands today. Creativity is an essential quality of our church. It is the very fluidity that allows us to speak Christ and react to monumental, life-changing events that happen in the world around us. Now, in recent memory, I can't think of one of those. Oh, no, no, there's 2020, yeah. You see, it all starts in the beginning. God speaks in Genesis 1.11. He says, let there be light and let the land produce vegetation. Let there be seed-bearing plants and trees. Let the land bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kind. And God saw it and it was good and there was evening and there was morning and that was the third day. God spoke and creatively creation was born. Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day. They pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language with, uh, where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all of the earth. The words to the end of the world in the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. Creation speaks back to the glory of God. God speaks, creativity is born. Creation is born. Creation speaks to the glory of God. Doesn't stop there. Exodus 35, 30 and 33. Bezalel, let's go with that as a name. Um, Moses says to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill and ability and knowledge in all kinds of crafts to make artistic designs uh, for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work with wood, and to engage all kinds of creative craftsmanship. The writer of Ecclesiastes is pretty passionate about creation. I undertook great projects and I built houses for myself. I planted vineyards and I made gardens, parks, planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs with water grows and flourishing trees. Even the temple shows creativity in 2 Chronicles 3 and 4. The wings of these cherubim will extend 20 cubits. No clue what that is in regular measurement. They stood on their feet facing the main hall. He made the curtain of blue and purple, crimson yarn and fine linen and with uh, cherubim worked into it. Even the Psalms commands newness in creativity. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day by day. Declare the glory among the nations of his marvellous deeds among all people. You could almost make a song out of that. Yes, but that's the joke. I mean, you stumbled upon the joke. It is one of the extraordinary strengths of our church. Regardless of whatever season we're in, good or bad, that we are regularly and willingly ready to be creative. 
My example is Northgate Pantry, but now I think about it, it's an old example. So I'm going to use a new example, James and Austin. Why would you shave your head? Because we rejoice with those who rejoice and we mourn with those who mourn. And I'll try not to get emotional, but cancer affects all of us at some stage. And to be able to stand with a brother and say, I'm with you on this journey, allows you to reduce the burden that he has to carry by himself. And I think that's a real powerful expression of the creativity to the goodness of God. And James was right. If you're saying that there was uh, 20 brothers and sisters in a room standing together because they loved Jesus with that guy shaving their heads and that was a powerful day, it was. And that is the newness of the creativity that we want to bring into our church over and over and over and over again. A willingness to create. A willingness to say when someone says to you, you don't draw very well. Cool, well, I'm going to keep at it and in 10,000 hours I'll be great at it. A willingness to say if someone says to you, you don't sing well. Great, I'll commit to it and maybe in 100,000 hours I'll be good at it. Because we believe in the creative power of God and our creativity speaks as a declaration to the goodness of God. We have a new season upon us. It's the elephant we've felt in the room every single week when we come in here. It's one of the reasons we're all trying to figure it out together as we say, um, thank you to Paul for this season and welcoming into the next season. We're all trying to figure it out together, aren't we, honestly? What does this look like? We cannot lose our, our dynamic creative spirit we can't lose it if God spoke and creation was born then a vibrant living church continually speaks through creativity and declares the goodness and splendor of God it's what we were created to do one that echoes back the very words that spoke them into existence and says, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know, um, in the 1500s, a man walked into a chapel and painted a mural on the roof. It was a pretty good looking mural. Um, it was in the Sistine Chapel. And it was a glorious, creative declaration to the goodness of God. And then the church starts to lose its way. Someone sticks a plaque on it. And it changes from being a church into a museum. And what was once a vibrant, active, living church with a profound declaration of the goodness of God is now a museum where it's been about 400 years since anyone was saved in it. 
as I look around this room, there are, mm, Paul will say 150, but I'll say it's probably closer to 35, um, people who bear the image of God. That they declare that day in, day out. You are the living images of God. Special, unique, gifted and talented. And in this place, let's say we've got right now 55 images of God in the room. And when we leave this place, you declare that day in, day out to the entire communities that you spend time with. After this, I go to my daughter's um, baseball grand final celebration. As what? As an image of God. Declaring the goodness, bringing my creativity, my gifts into that space so that I might declare the goodness of God. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. If you walked into the Sistine Chapel and you painted the roof beige, you would in no way, shape or form diminish the glory of God. God's glory is magnificent, splendid and amazing. And it in no way gets less because someone painted over the roof of the Sistine Chapel. Not even slightly. Now, it hurts. You're like, man, that was a really good artwork speaking to the glory of God. But God's glory did not get less in any way, shape or form. And this is what I love about the newness of creativity. If we stop being creative, we become like the Sistine Chapel. We're no longer actively singing a new song to the Lord. We are becoming a museum just filled with dead images. You are a living and active image. God spoke you into existence. And you speak daily with your creativity to the goodness and glory of God who spoke you into existence. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So, in the next season, in the next season, what is the new song to the Lord that you are going to sing? That's the question as we go into Easter. Something that I'm very excited about. We, we're reminded of the death of Jesus. But we know Resurrection Sunday. It's an elevation worship song. It's um, Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb. We're not going to run out of miracles anytime soon. Because we believe in the newness of the songs that we sing to declare the goodness of God. So I ask the question again, what is the new song to the Lord that we declare in the next season? What is your new song to the Lord that you're going to declare in the next season? Because the church, 
And Paul has said this a thousand times, and I'm going to say it a thousand more. He's not the building, but it is the movement of people wanting to encourage a community to meet, know, and follow God. And when we create, we speak to the goodness of that God. Let's pray. Lord, that we might create anew, afresh, that we might sing a new song to you, declaring your glory. Lord, you are holy. Holy. Lord God Almighty. Lord, that we might bring glory to you by what we do, by what we say, that we might speak a thanks, a praise, a declaration to who you are. Lord, we just we pray that your spirit be upon us right now, Lord. That your spirit be working in our hearts, awakening that creative spirit to speak to your goodness, to speak to your glory. Lord, I, I pray um, for those gifts and talents in our people, Lord, that your spirit might start to awaken them. Lord, that you might light a fire in us for the next season so we sing a new song, a new song to this community, a new song that declares your goodness and your glory, Lord. Empower our spirit, spirit of God. When, when someone says we don't do it well, Lord, that we're willing to move forward through that criticism and know that we are speaking to your goodness. Amen.